I'm your host, Timothy Horn, and if you're a regular listener, welcome back to Series 2. I'm so sorry for the long delay of two weeks in between the series. Um, I'm going to make sure that gets cut down to just one week, as I think it is way too long, and let me know if you think it is also too long. So I'm going to cut it down to one week, so you guys don't have to wait that long for great content. If you're new around here and you've just joined, welcome to the Reborn Fitness journey. It's so great to have you on board and I'll just tell you a little bit about this podcast. Um, I set this podcast about a couple of months ago with the aim to help improve your lifestyle through physical activity and help educate, inspire and equip you, the listener, to live a more active and healthy lifestyle. And that's the reason behind this podcast. And I'm so glad that you can join us on this journey. We have some social media accounts that you can go and follow so you can stay up to date with everything and all the latest going on at Reborn Fitness. And the first account you can go and follow is the Facebook account, which is RBF Podcast. So it's capital R, capital B, capital F, capital P for podcast. And that's all one word. So RBF Podcast is our Facebook. Our Twitter is Reborn FP 2020. So that's capital R, lowercase e, capital B, lowercase O-R-N, then in all one word, uh, capital F, capital P 2020. And um, we also have an Instagram as well, which is Reborn underscore fitness podcast. So we've got three accounts, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So go and give all those a follow to stay up to date with everything going on. And if you want to get in contact with us via email, we have a new email. So for the listeners, current listeners that have listened for series one, there is now a new email and it is reborn.fitness2020 at gmail.com. So lowercase r and lowercase f. So reborn.fitness2020 at gmail.com if you want to get in contact and I'll be more than happy to help you out. So I hear you ask, what's changed for series two? Well, it's just me now. And another change is I've got some brand new kit. I'm now recording on a brand new microphone called the Rode Procaster microphone. It's lovely. And hopefully this will enhance and improve the audio quality for you, the listener. Also, for the new series, I have introduced interviews into this series. So I'll be interviewing some people that I know and I've got in contact with in the fitness world of different areas from tennis to, to boxing to yoga uh, and I'll just continue to get a wide range for you to help develop you, the listener, and give you some different experiences and mix it up from just content. So let me know uh, in the comments if that is something that you're looking forward to seeing. And how the series is going to work is I'm going to have this episode, which is content. Then episode two will be an interview. Episode three, content. Episode four, interview. Episode five, content. And then I will wrap this series up on episode six with an interview. So that's how it's going to work. It's really exciting. So I hope you're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. So I think we should dive in to episode one of series two. And today I'm going to be talking about the importance of prehabilitation. Okay, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, so without further ado, let's dive in to the first episode of series two and look more detail into the importance of prehabilitation on the reborn fitness podcast okay so welcome back let's dive in and look into more detail into what is prehabilitation and what's it all about well first of all prehabilitation is a preemptive method 
to exercise and it's designed to maximize the chances of you the athlete not getting injured basically that is it but what i have found is that prehab has been overlooked by a lot of people and they only start doing prehab until it's too late and and basically until they've got injured then they do the prehab so with this episode i really want to try and raise raise awareness of prehabilitation and try and encourage you to start using it and doing it before every session. So don't wait till you get injured and then do your prehab. Do prehab beforehand if you know you've got a weak area. And this will be for more advanced athletes that know their bodies well. For uh, more general athletes, don't worry. As you continue your fitness journey, you'll become more aware uh, of some of your weaknesses. You might already know some of them. Um, and later on, I will give you a few examples of some of the exercises you can do. And I will set a challenge for you. And I also have an exciting announcement to announce later. But that is later um, in the episode. So prehab has many uses as well. It's not just used as a, well, it's obviously used as a preemptive method. But prehab has also been seen to be used, for example, in the lead up. If someone was having a total knee replacement, this was seen to be used then as well. And also um, it's been used uh, for ACL injuries or anterior cruciate ligament injury, which is a ligament in the knee, which is a very severe injury. So an example of uh, a person who had that was Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain of Liverpool. He had an ACL injury, and I'm sure he used prehab in that to help uh, bring him back and strengthen his knee so he could return to football, which he did. Um, so that's some uses. And prehab in young athletes, I just want to talk about this because for young athletes, I think prehab is so, so, so important. I think it's overlooked and I see so many young athletes play high volumes of sports. So the volume is huge. So the forces and impacts going through their body are so great. And a lot of the time, their muscles and their bodies are just not prepared for that. And then I just see later down the line, so many kids when they're older, 16, 17, with long-term issues in their knees, their elbows, their ankles, uh, weaknesses in their body, uh, muscle imbalances, and so many different things. Um, But I've seen now more and more, especially in the advanced athletes and young athletes who are developing and higher up the level that you say, prehab obviously is very, very important. and, And certain gyms that you go to as well, Um, incorporate prehabilitation before they even do it Um, so for young athletes I think it's absolutely vital so um, some of the ways that um, you can help this well I looked at some research and they said that a five-week prehabilitation plan that consisted of progressive strengthening showed um, and proved a considerable improvement in knee functions they looked at the knees and quadricep peak torque well, what's peak torque? Well, peak torque is the single highest torque output of the joint produced by a muscular contraction as the limb moves and goes through its range of motion. So Etzan found this. And we all he looked at two things. He looked at strength training and plyometric training. So plyometric training is a very useful method of training. I'm going to talk a little bit about this, but not too much because... Um, we'll be going off topic but the aim of plyometric training is to develop physical power and it emphasizes on the speed element element of movements it involves jumps hops and skips but explosive movements and this is governed by the stretch shortening cycle 
Now, probably a lot of you don't know, some of you will, but a lot of you might not know what the stretch shortening cycle is. Well, there are two mechanisms that contribute to the explosive nature or the explosive concentric contractions, and these are muscle spindles and the elastic potential of the muscle by use of something called the stretch reflex. Now, the stretch reflex is described by Guyton and Hall in 1995 to be the body's involuntary response to an external stimulus that stretches the muscles. So, during a plyometric exercise or session, the muscle spindles, and now muscle spindles are your stretch receptors within the body of a muscle that, primar- sorry, that primarily detect changes in the length of the muscle. Okay, so they convey length information to the central nervous system via afferent nerve fibers. Now, afferent nerves are neurons that receive information from our sensory organs, i.e., the eyes or the skin. And then this information can then be processed by the brain as proprioception, and proprioception being the perceptual awareness of the position or movement of the body. Okay, so these muscle spindles are stimulated by a quick stretch. And um, this then strengthens the force that the muscle then can produce. So a good way of describing this and helping you think about this is like an elastic band. If you get an elastic band and you stretch that elastic band further and further and then you let it go, the force it produces is greater. So the higher you or the more you pull on that, the higher, the faster the impact and the power of that reflex um, happens. And that's the same with your muscles. So the more that you stretch your muscles and then you release it quickly, the more power you're going to get, so the more explosive you're going to become. Okay, And um, a good point to remember for this is that if the con- like concentric action is not closely followed by a stretch or some, yeah, by a stretch basically, then the stretch reflex will be cancelled. So all that energy will be lost, potential energy will be lost and you won't get that power. So you have to quickly follow by uh, a stretch otherwise that power gets lost okay and that's the use of plyometric training but coming back to prehabilitation the importance with prehabilitation is that every prehab program is individual it's based on the individual so my prehabilitation program will be different from person b uh, person b's prehabilitation program because i will have different areas of weakness and areas prone to injury compared to person B. So I, you, you can't generalize a prehab program. It needs to be individual. That's the first key point in a prehab program. Secondly, the prehab program needs to be evaluated regularly because a prehab program is also progressive. You have to progress the exercises. You start a basic exercise. If you've just been injured, you go to a physio or someone who will prescribe you with exercises that will help strengthen that area that's been injured. But then once you've built, started to build up that strength, you then need to progress it. So you need to constantly evaluate your progress and evaluate that prehab program. Is the area getting weaker? Uh, I mean, is the area getting stronger or is it staying the same? Is it not improving? And then from there, you can change it. Um, so progressive strengthening is really, really important when considering a prehabilitation program. Okay, and um, just going back to the point on plyometrics, plyometric is a very 
advanced method of training. So if you're not highly trained or not used to high loads or explosive movements, then I just want to recommend don't try that until you've got more uh, experience. But I'll do an episode where I talk more about methods of training and different forms of training uh, and the benefits and disadvantages of those. So yeah, going back to prehab, remember it's individual based. So whatever your friend does might be different to what you do progress the exercises so so keep progressing them as you get stronger develop them make them more advanced until you get that full range of motion and that strength back in that area because the key what we want really with a human being and their body is for their strengths to become even more strength even stronger and their weaknesses and your weaknesses to become strengths so that you don't get injured as much you can play more sport your body can take more load and you don't get injured as much so I do a lot of prehab exercises and one of the couple of them that I do, the first one is bird dogs. That's a fantastic prehab exercise for your glutes, for your core and for balancing the pelvis and helping to stop rotation in the trunk. Um, Another one that I do is mini banded walks. So I get like a resistance band around my ankles and um, it's a great one for my quads, my hamstrings, my hip abductors uh, and my glutes. Again, that strengthens that and I've had to do a lot of that over the years. And another one that I also do is shoulder taps, which is a fantastic one for shoulder stabilization, for strengthening the wrists, for being able to hold your own body weight up as well uh, in that plank. Um, So they're just some of the three. And let me know what prehab exercises you do if you do. Now, those ones that I've mentioned, I've actually uh, recorded a video on a YouTube channel. Now, this is my announcement that I wanted to make. I've restarted the YouTube channel because I've had to change the email I had to lose my old YouTube account that I did. So I've got a new YouTube channel coming, which will drop in relation to this episode. And I'll put a video which will be in relation to this episode, taking you through the techniques of the bird dogs, mini banded walks and shoulder taps. And I want to challenge you to try those three exercises before your workouts. Now, a disclaimer is if you've got any injuries or you're doing your own prehab exercises, don't change from that program you've been prescribed. But if you're an athlete and you know you've got a weak area, like, I don't know, maybe bird dogs, you've got weak glutes, for example, and you need to strengthen them, that's a great one. If you have weak adductors or quads, then you can do the mini-banded walks. Or if you've got weak shoulders or you know you're prone to injury in the shoulder areas, then maybe your shoulder taps would be a great one for you. Um, With the shoulder taps, you can go on the knees or you can do them fully uh, in like a full plank formation. But... I have recorded all those techniques on the YouTube channel. So if you've got any uh, queries, go and watch those videos. And if it still doesn't make sense or you want more information, then as I said, don't hesitate to get in contact with me and I'll be more than happy to help you out in any way I possibly can. But that's the challenge. Try and do either one, two or all three of those if all three areas are a weakness. Um, But as I said, if you've got your own stuff that you're doing, your own prehab or your injuries, don't try this yet stick to the program that you are on so that's the exciting announcement as well a new youtube channel coming out and i'll also release a video explaining what will be on that youtube channel so go and subscribe to that youtube channel uh, turn your notifications on and like the videos and share it also that would be really really appreciated but hopefully that helps to give you a little bit uh, of information about what prehab is if you want any more information or you're still not sure as to what it is or you know, I haven't explained anything in enough detail or you just want a bit more information, then as I said, get in contact with me and I would be more than happy to help you out in any way that I can. 
So, moving on, we will wrap this episode up now with a little motivational message. Um, And today I'm going to be talking to you about how to cope with new beginnings. The world's a crazy place at the moment and a lot of you listeners, especially some of the younger people and maybe even some of the older listeners as well, might be uh, changing workplace or you might just finish your education and you're moving on to the next stage of life. You might just finish your A-levels and be moving into university, GCSEs into A-levels moving workplace, changing sports teams, whatever. There's so many different life changes that can happen and go on. And I wanted to give you two key points that helped me when I had to cope with a new beginning or changing environment. And the first one really um, is stay true to yourself. That's the first key point that I want you to remember is stay true to who you are. I see a lot of people going into a new environment and within a couple of weeks they are trying to be someone they're not or they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing, but trying to fit in. And it's just too wearing, and it just wears you out after a while, trying to continue to be this person that you're not. If you go into a new environment and just stick true to your strengths and to your personality, then I know you will do so, so, so well in that environment. You know, it's never easy going into a new environment, um, you know, different routes, different coaches, different workplace, whatever it is, different school. I remember my first day of school, it was horrible. I'm sure everyone else remembered their first day at school as well. Um, It's a day that you don't really forget because you're nervous. It's a new environment. But staying true to myself has helped me adapt and and to fit into new environments much, much quicker than if I were trying to be someone else um, because it just turns out ugly. I've seen it too many times. So that's the first one. Stay true to yourself and your personality. And the second key one, and I think is another massive one, is give yourself time to adapt to the environment. A lot of people quit way too early. They say they don't like it. They're not happy. And sometimes that is the case. Maybe it just isn't it. But a lot of the time, you just haven't given yourself enough time to adapt to that environment. It's got too hard and it's out of your comfort zone and you just quit. Um, So another one within that self, uh, you could put another tip is, Start to become comfortable with being uncomfortable because in life you're going to have moments and situations that are not comfortable and that you're not used to, but that's just life. So get used to feeling uncomfortable and get used to becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable because I've had to do that on the tennis court and I know a lot of tennis players will know what I'm talking about, but even in life there are situations where you're either way out of your depth or you're not quite sure and you've just got to get used to that, becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable. Um, and I, I remember when I was in Italy, for example, and I was sort of six weeks in and um, sort of the honeymoon period of worked off and the excitement of it all and had sort of worn off and training was getting tough and my body was tired and the early mornings were, were, were tough. I wanted to come home, you know. Uh, I, I called mum and I said, look, I can't do this. I, I, I miss home. I want to come home. This is actually not for me. This is not what I wanted really, actually, and it's just got too much for it. And mum said, look, stay stick with it stay with it and give it time and I was like okay fine I will I stuck it out and I had one of the best years of my life I went on to make some great friends had some fantastic fantastic experiences that I will never forget for the rest of my life and I am so pleased that I gave myself the time to adapt to that environment and to push through that initial uh, downer and that that horrible feeling of missing home and not wanting to do it and I had one of the best years so hopefully that gives you some encouragement just to stick here with it stay true to yourself and give yourself time to adapt uh, to the environment 
and start becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable because I tell you if you do that you won't then regret something because if I'd come home I'd have regretted that I know I would have I would have come home and thinking I wish I stuck it out in Italy and I did and I didn't regret it and I've seen too many people uh, cut too early and leave too early and then regret it in the future so hopefully that helps you that's just a little motivational message nothing too long but just something to uh, hopefully for you can take away on this first episode so number one stay true to yourself number two give yourself time to adapt to the environment and number three become comfortable with the uncomfortable because life is going to throw so many uncomfortable moments and curveballs in that you've just got to learn and start to do it it'll take time like with a lot of things just take be patient and start to learn to become comfortable with the uncomfortable and that's the motivational message for the first episode of series two. Well, I hope you found that interesting with the prehab. I certainly enjoyed it. Uh, let me know. Get in touch with me through the social media or through the email. And stay tuned and go and check out that YouTube video. Subscribe to notifications on and like the video on YouTube so you don't miss another YouTube workout video either. That's been this episode. That's episode one in the books. Tune in for next week, which will be the very first interview that I do on the Reborn Fitness Podcast. And stay tuned to the social media accounts as I'll be giving some more details as to potentially who it will be on next week's interview episode of the Reborn Fitness Podcast. But until then, I've been Timmy Horn, your host. Thank you very, very much for listening. And I'll see you all very, very shortly for episode number two. Happy exercising, everyone. Bye for now.